Welcome to the Able Speaks podcast, where we speak to commonly asked questions by parents who have received a life-limiting diagnosis for their child. We're Daniel and Kelly Crawford, and we're glad that you've joined us. All right, our question today on the podcast is, what if my partner and I cope in different ways? Um, You and your partner, no matter who you are, uh, are two very different individuals. Uh, There are great differences between men and women. There are great differences between introverts and extroverts, even if you're the same thing, and so on and so forth. You don't need me to tell you that if you are married or have ever been married. And so um, what we want to do here just briefly is as this journey plays itself out, as we continue to process, as we continue to to really grieve expectations in many ways, um, the way that that will look or manifest itself, and therefore the way that we try and manage it and cope with what we're walking through, um, it might look different. And so that's okay. Our goal here isn't to match one another emotion for emotion, thought for thought, but it is to avoid what we see as two major ditches um, that individuals couples collectively can fall into. And so Kelly, why don't you speak to um, the first ditch that we encourage parents to avoid in this journey? Yeah, we often um, can see parents um, lean towards isolation. And so that's uh, my ditch. Um, But uh, yeah, and, and I think there is one side of that coin is, hey, I just need space and time to process alone. And that is good and okay. But um, we also have to be aware that if we move too far down that spectrum, we can just um, isolate and be pretty closed off to the people in our lives and um, not allow those people to be part of God's provision for us. And so um, that can lead to some pretty dark places if, if we're not careful. And so um, I would just say that, it, you know, that's like one side of the spectrum. Yeah. So, Daniel, do you want to share with us the second ditch, which is more of um, what you lean towards? Yes, it is true. And that ditch, if the first one is isolation, the second one is busyness. And so I would feel tempted, essentially, my coping strategy was to to not think about it and to not really be um, internally processing and wrestling. And whether that was uh, in, a, in a working capacity or socially or just through amusement and entertainment, anything that would take my mind off of it and the pain that was associated and the uncertainty and the anxiety associated with it, I would run to those things and they would help me cope in an, in an unhealthy way. And there, and there are, listen, there are healthy coping strategies. There is a middle ground in all of this. Um, but I think mine can be sneakier. Yours is more measurable. Like it's like, hey, you haven't showered in four days or left the house. Sure. I'm going to throw the flag on that. Let's go put some clothes on and take Brush a walk. Your teeth. Brush your teeth, girl. And then for me... It, it can almost be like, well, I'm no, I'm going about handling my responsibilities and, and it's uh, easier to, to not only deceive others, uh, but to deceive ourselves. And so I would uh, strongly caution you again, that, that is short, what's, what feels like a short-term, uh, short-term gain at really a long-term cost of uh, not only being personally present with what's going on in my own head and my own heart, but also if the goal is for us to be united and be on and step with one another and be a team, even if it doesn't look exactly the same to know that we are in this together and I'm not leaving you to f- bear the full weight of this. Um, you know, those were conversations we had 
hours and hours worth of conversations and we, we've had lots of opportunities. Lots of fun. To grow, yes, in all of these things. And so to leave our listeners, Kelly, with just some practical next steps or final thoughts, um, where would you leave them? I think that just looks like having a conversation with your partner and each person identifying, hey, if I'm going to lean in one direction or the other, this is probably what direction I'm going to go and what that's going to look like. And so identifying if you're more of someone who's prone to isolation or busyness. And then um, in that, I think we have to give our partner um, the freedom to check in with us and say, hey, I I just want to check in and see how you're doing um, with not isolating. Have you been sharing with others or talking with others or, you know, if busyness is, is the, um, is the issue at hand, but um, yeah, just giving each other freedom to ask questions and check in. And then, um, and then I think we have to just respect our differences. And so it's okay if one person needs more time and space and um, doesn't have the capacity for the same social interactions. We need to respect that and assume the best in each other. And um, yeah, try to help one another um, as we process and navigate uh, this this journey. And so it's, it's not a one-time conversation. It's something that we talked about often and um, would push each other, you know, out of our comfort zone sometimes. But then also there were days where it's like, hey, that's okay if you need more time or, hey, that's okay if you would like to go and hang out with your boys and I'm going to stay home and we can do different things. And so there's freedom in uh, the journey looking different. So what we're saying is um, be aware, you know, self-declare and self-diagnose which ditch you're going to be more prone to fall into. Uh, be respectful of one another and your differences if that looks different, and then be respect, uh, be responsible to one another. And, and once you've self-declared and know where you're prone to drift, help each other um, not do that, and be part of the Lord's provision for one another uh, in that journey for our own uh, personal well-being as well as the well-being of our relationship. And so, in conclusion, um, solitude and space, good. Uh, isolation, not good. Um, community and socialization, good. Busyness, amusement, not good. And so uh, it is a balance that can feel like a constantly moving target, which is why it's so helpful for it to be an ongoing conversation between one another. And uh, we hope that this has been helpful and in some small way has equipped you with some really basic tools and uh, that will spark a healthy discussion that I hope you launch into right now, as soon as this podcast is over, which is right now. And we'll see you next time on the Able Speaks podcast. Hey friends, thanks for listening in. We hope this content has been helpful. At Able Speaks, we exist to support families who have chosen to carry a child with a life-limiting diagnosis. And we want you to know that the foundation of that support is rooted in relationships. And so if you are a parent in this circumstance, then by all means, continue listening in. But we'd really encourage you to reach out by sending an email to support at ablespeaks.org. Again, our heartfelt prayer is that this episode has served you in some way and that we might have the opportunity to serve you further in the future. The Able Speaks podcast is produced by the team at Tarno & Company and mixed and edited by the team at Sound of a Rose.